This is Masonic Muscle, where we explore the mysterious origins, history, traditions, and symbols of Freemasonry, while at the same time encouraging you, brethren, to increase your level of fitness one degree at a time, strengthening your body, mind, and soul, and getting an awesome mental, muscular, and spiritual pump. You have to keep progressively increasing the resistance, brethren, in the gym but also because Freemasonry is a progressive science. We give you more light, but we don't want to use light weights. And once again, I'm going to keep hitting you with it for you officers of California lodges and for you sideliners, pinch hitters, whatever you want to call yourselves. Have you been getting into your ciphers and have you been working on your memory work? Have you? Have you tried to strengthen that part of your rough ashlar? It's only going to help strengthen the lodge, yourself and the lodge, when it comes time to performing. You know this. Have you, brethren, been strengthening your Masonic knowledge base with not only good research, but excellent research, some personal study, memory work, of course, and the biggest one that I can think of, and that is Get out there. You form a discussion group. You, have, you set your boundaries. You set your rules. And you begin to explore together. And then when you apply it to Freemasonry, man, it really takes off. And have you been making exercise the cornerstone of your daily routine? If not, why not? I decided to do this, this episode a little bit of special episode because they were upon it. The spring equinox, just, just like that. Bam. We just got installed. A lot of you got installed in December or some January, and now we're upon it. And for a lot of Masons, when you begin to read a little bit about the history, you begin to read about some of the theories, you begin to read about how the Masonic temple was constructed in accordance with a very specific astronomical points of the year. Not astrological. All right. Astronomical, meaning they waited for a specific point of the year. They waited for a specific time when the sun rose up at a certain time. They waited for specific stars to be in certain positions, and that would be their markers, and they used that to help them build a temple. Now, we are on the spring equinox, and I scrounged up an article from Freemason Information, Masonic Education and Analysis, freemasoninformation.com. Thank you very much. And interestingly enough, the title of this article is the Masonic Equinox. And it says this, the spring equinox is upon us. And in this present age, the tilt of the planet is of little concern. But in this period of the equinox, an interesting thing happens. For the briefest moment of time, the planet becomes suspended in place. A point when the earth is neither closer to or further away from the sun. The equinoxes vernal spring and autumnal fall are the middle points to the summer and winter solstices you know the holy saints john the baptist and the holy saint john the evangelist you heard that right 
This is an echo to the balance of all points. And from each of those compass points, there is a center, a middle aspect of the compass from which the needle point pivots. The middle space is similar to the point in which a pendulum on its back and forth motion for the briefest of instances touches an absolute zero point. The moment between the furthest of its arcs reach at that middle point, some say, is where miracles happen. Where for the briefest of the moments, the motion of balance is in perfect harmony before the plumb line swings away in its motion. It also suggests that at these instances of the pendulum, the zero point are the high or low points of our lives, the punctuated moments of transition between two periods. From a Masonic perspective, we can equate this time of year, this equinox to the measuring of our point within a circle, the plumb line achieving that zero center point and its swing up to its furthest reaches. Tradition tells us that the plumb measures our vertical, but when given motion, even something so slight as the Earth's rotation, it can also demonstrate the path of our circumference, our diameter, and our rotational motion around our axis. As the plumb traces its circumference in the space of the sphere, the plumb also orients back through the center of the circumference when making the furthest points of our radius. In a more metaphysical aspect, the idea of the equinox could be viewed as a more than the transition point, but the idea of the position movement, the transition from one place to another, from one idea to another. And in an even more profound way, this can be seen as at once not being initiated, to being initiated encompassing the start of transition from one inner idea to another the growing path of our thought and its sway of our own internal gravity. In this point of view, we can easily see the similarities to the ideas of alchemy and the changes of states. One caution, however, is that there is no definition of what the states are, or if they are up into a higher realm or down into a lower attitude. Remember, Jacob's ladder was both a way to ascend to heaven and a way to descend to earth and possibly subterra. And reflecting on this, it is good to keep in mind that your mental state defines your position. And with some exertions, you can manifest the power of your position. In more traditional celebration, the equinox is as much a means to reflect in our relative state as it is a means to celebrate our resurrection and means to create life fertility. Following close behind the first day of spring is the celebration of Palm Sunday, Passover, and Easter. And in the months to come, the celebrations of Beltane, Walpurgis, and Floralia, each of which from pagan Roman era celebrations of the blossoming spring renewal and the return of the sun. Whatever your celebration, welcome to the spring and the renewal of life. Welcome the vernal equinox and our changing of states. And I'm surprised he didn't mention in Freemasonry, you know, we have our four cardinal virtues. And do they correlate to the four seasons of the year? I don't know. And I believe to the Egyptians, 
there was no four seasons of the year. There was three seasons. And their year started with the spring equinox. So going back to the four cardinal virtues, though, you know, you had the four cardinal virtues, the four corners of the year, uh, and these correlations that we have and that people begin to make as they study Freemasonry, they study the deeper aspects, the, deep, the deeper, dare I say, esoteric aspects, because, man, as soon as you say that, oh, that's not Freemasonry. But, you know, despite all that, there are people with bigger brains than ours that were Freemasons and that saw these correlations. So I'm just repeating what I've read from some of these big brains. They had big lizard brains. They didn't have little lizard brains. Ah, uh, yes. Just had a good little workout here. And I'm enjoying a nice blonde ale from Coachella Valley Brewing Company. Thank you, Coachella Valley Brewing Company. So the four cardinal virtues, the four seasons of the year, how would they correlate to uh, exercise, right? Well, it, you know, the, the, I've mentioned it before, but um, it's, it's not, it's not going to be four pillars. It's going to be five, and it's going to be the five pillars of fitness success. <clears throat> All right. It's pretty interesting. And the pillar number one is improved nutrition. Now, everybody knows what that means. Right, whatever you're eating right now, more than likely isn't optimal nutrition, more than likely isn't living or alive, you know, like, uh, you know, salad, you know, something green, fruits, vegetables. So improve your nutrition, drink plenty of water and uh, help your body on the inside begin to make the transformation, the alchemical transformation. Pillar number two is strength training. Hey, there it is. Jack Lane, you know, our brother worshipful. Well, he wasn't a worshipful, but he was a brother. Jack Lane, the godfather of modern fitness, a California Mason. Man, he was big on strength training. He was big on weightlifting, even though they shouted him down. Doctors said, you're going to, you know, become infertile. You're not going to be able to have babies. Uh, you're going to have get develop hernias and all kinds of stuff. But it turns out that he was right. So strength training is a second pillar. The third pillar is cardiovascular training. And what is that? Well, exactly what it says, cardiovascular. And it, what does it do? Well, cardiovascular training helps to promote a variety of health benefits, such as weight loss, stronger heart and lungs, more energy and endurance, increased metabolism, improved sleep, and reduced stress. Despite its many benefits, I find that many of my clients, this is the guy writing the article, tend to slack when it comes to cardio for a number of reasons, such as there's not enough time, or I don't like to do cardio, or I don't have a treadmill at home. Man, that sounds familiar, because I'm telling you right now, just like I've been telling you in the past, you know, there's going to be an excuse for everything. And when I talk to people, whether it's friends or family members, and they ask me, and they start giving me all the excuses, I tell them, the reality is that you don't need any equipment. All you need is a good little routine of uh, bodyweight squats, push-ups, pull-ups, bar dips, and crunches, and combine that with uh, cardio, walking 20, 30 minutes, 
a day or every other day and with nutrition and you're off and running. So pillar number three, cardiovascular training. Pillar number four, consistency. That's right. You got to be consistent just like at Lodge. If you are regularly attending Lodge and if you are an officer of a Lodge, you must consistently go over your ritual and memory work. You must consistently go over your research, whatever area or aspect you are interested in. You need to consistently show up on time, consistently uh, perform your work well, consistently focus, you know, consistency. Pillar number four and pillar number five, patience. Well, I think Mason should know a little something about patience, right? Because we keep being told that time, patience, and perseverance will accomplish all things. And wouldn't you know it, that's one of the pillars, according to Mike Zimmer in an article called The Five Pillars of Fitness Success, July 12, 2016, when he was writing from his extensive experience, I believe, and uh, witnessing what it takes in order for you to um, have success when it comes to uh, fitness. All right. So, and recently I want to, I, I want to uh, correct something recently. I said it about an email. I didn't know who had sent it, but, uh, they had been snowed in. It was cliff. Sorry about that cliff, but, um, uh, now I got it right. And, uh, and on, so on February 25th, he wrote, he, uh, wrote me an email and showed me a picture. It just completely snowed in. So he wasn't able to go out or anything. So he said, He's going to have a, a, a burpees fest, you know, no excuses. He's going to get it done no matter what. So, hey, good looking out. Good looking out, Cliff, and thanks for writing, for writing in and letting us know. And like I mentioned before, I will be reading an article from Cole Kubicki, who wrote an article called On True Failure. And... Uh, it's pretty good. That's why I want to share it with all of you. And I will be sharing it with all of you and to see what you guys have to say. All right. Because we all have to fail. And if you listen to Dan Pena, watch him. He's a huge advocate that you better get to failing and fail fast. The faster you can fail, the faster you can get back up and try again and make the adjustments so you can begin to have success. And that's the same thing with uh, exercise and that's the same thing at lodge and there's a lot of preparation that goes into putting on a degree there's a lot of preparation going in to putting on a good uh, dinner social hour uh, before dinner and then dinner before a state of meeting and then putting on a good state of meeting and so a lot of preparation and you got to be consistent consistently do it you cannot uh you know, uh, have success without being consistent. And in, in so doing, you're going to begin to try new things and you're going to fail. Don't feel bad. That's part of the progress that you're going to be making. So hurry up and fail and fail fast and start failing faster and faster until you can find 
the things that are working and do those more and have more success. Got that? This is Masonic Muscle, and this has been another exercise in critical thinking and speculation, challenging you all to question everything. Stay strong. Take care of your health. Eat well. Exercise. Spend time with your family, friends, relatives, and brother Masons. Neighbors, right? Stick together. Stay united. And remember, if you do not, as a Mason, contribute to the common stock of knowledge and understanding, you may be deemed a drone in the hive of nature, a useless member of society, and unworthy of our protection as a Mason. Good night now.